I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, future is lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 10, Episode 11. I'm Jack. I'm Estate. I'm Don. The games to review uh, in this week's podcast, starting with the London Derby last week, which finished Chelsea nil, Tottenham nil. What were your thoughts and feelings before, during and after that game? ASD, why don't you kick us off? To, uh, you, this is my least favourite game. You know I hate this game. Yeah. I, I hate this game. I hate that stand. I, I, you know I really hate that fans. I hate their, I hate seeing that. I hate that stadium. I hate that walk from Fulham Broadway. I, I just hate that kit. I hate everything about them. Everything. There's nothing good about Chelsea. Uh, and I, I just I hate that the atmosphere in the game because it, it's it's probably that I like I hate Arsenal because I'm Spurs but I hate Chelsea because I'm human it's all of that yeah all of that um uh I, I've got two Stamford Bridge stories um I don't you weren't involved in any of them so I got banned from all like organising boys night out from my first job because the women's champions league final was at Spurs and it was great. Uh, and I was like, it's, it's a tenor ticket, the two best women's team in Europe. This was years and years and years ago, the Lyon playing. And I can't remember who the second team were. So we went to Stamford bridge and the, the boys I was with, it was a boys night out and it wasn't boys going to see the girls game. It was just the boys going out to see the football. And uh, my mate, he was my running partner at the time when I was doing all the training and all the, for the ultra, he was like, ah, oh, let's go for a drink before I said, no, 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 let's get in the ground. Let's get in the ground. Let's not be late. I want to hear the anthem. Um, and we got in there and it was dry and it was full of school kids. And so we were sitting in a long in a row, like literally surrounded by school kids. So that um, half of them left because the football wasn't particularly good at that time uh, anyway. And went so there's a curry house in between uh, there in Fulham Broadway. And the second one, I was in the bridge with the Chelsea fans um, in the shed end for when PSG knocked Chelsea out and David Luiz scored oh, in yeah, yeah, for yeah. PSG. Was it in extra uh, time? Did that go to yeah, yeah, that yeah, was amazing. That was, and I had to leave early because I was so happy that they were being knocked out of the Champions League. I wasn't going <laughs> to risk anything. Um, so that was that was brilliant. Um, I saw I met Trevor Brookin on Fulham Broadway Station actually on the on the way back from that Champions League game. Uh, that was good. Anyway. Uh, Amazing that Chelsea played for the draw against Tottenham in for what was essentially the top of the table clash. Um, our I was just reviewing it, and you know the that uh, expected goals. You know the xG, the predicted yeah. amount of goals. We had a naught expected goals in the second half. We were so defensive, but I figured we were very controlled. Apart, there was one save from Hugo, but apart from that, I, we properly did the job. It was a point gained, and we're still top of the league. I'm I'm happy with it to be honest. Don, Don, what are your thoughts on it? Well, before before the match, um, you know, I I didn't want to lose the game. That was all I really cared about. Um, as as ASD said, I I'm pretty much the same. I hate Chelsea. Um, you know, the, the the common question asked by a Tottenham fan is, who do you hate more, Arsenal or Chelsea? And it's Chelsea for me. I just you know, I can't I can't get on with it. My brother-in-law, who I love, is Chelsea, and I've been. To, been to as the same as ASD. I've been to Stamford Bridge many a time. Mm. I've been by work. Um, the first time I went to a Tottenham Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge was Aaron Lennon's debut. I think um, um, Routledge, Wayne Routledge, actually got injured, and 
Aaron Lennon came on. We lost the match, but it was a fantastic, fantastic debut. And I think I knew then that it was going to be all right. Yol just brought on Aaron Lennon, and it was, it was, it was a talking point of the match. From you know, we we we, we knew we were going to lose anyway, but um, it was one of those. And our record isn't great there, so to not lose the match was really what I wanted. And we again, as ASD said, I feel like we accomplished that. The disappointing thing for me really was that there were elements in that game. There were times of those games where we played, we've played like this this season. There was nothing new. So it's like a snake just waiting to, to just bite. We had, we had those chances. Um, and actually, I love winning like that. I've, since since the beginning of the season, we've had occasions where we've we've gone through teams and we've played out you know we've just played attacking football but the majority of the time we've played this defensive kind of you know a defensive type of football where we soak it up and we hit them on the break and there were there were chances for us to 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 capitalize to really hurt them um and we didn't take them and that was a slight disappointment I'm not saying it's a a big one but it felt as if we should have taken one of those chances. And, and I'm not even talking about the end of the match. I feel Bergwijn had quite a few in the beginning of that match where he should have taken advantage. And potentially very similar to the Man United game where it's kind of cagey to begin with. If you take a couple of those chances at the beginning of the match, then they then they lose it. And then we can just, just romp home on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I spoke on the pod last week and said that I would absolutely bit in your hand off if you'd offered me a point last week and before the game, considering how poor our record is against Chelsea home or away. You know, we don't have a particularly good record against them in the Premier League. Um, so I would always take a draw at the bridge. I thought the way that we played in the first half was excellent. I thought we got the balance between defence and attack. Um, whilst we didn't create too many real clear-cut chances, you know when you watch a game of football and a team just feel dangerous that was us in the first half for me. Like I felt like every time we went forward, we were going to create something, even though we didn't every time. Um, second half, I think once it got to about an hour, because they put us under a lot of pressure at the start of the second half, and Hugo made that excellent save from Mason Mount, which was a much better save than what I think anybody first realised when you're watching mm. the game. They showed the oh, range. Right in the corner, wasn't it, from Mount? Like, yeah. Not only that, it was right in the corner. Did you see the bend on it? Yeah, it was literally, it was, literally, it was side netting. It wasn't going to hit the back of the net. So, yeah, really great. Um, there there I, were fans. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say, I, I thought, I thought as a whole, we defended again very, very well. Like apart from the mount chance and the Giroud one at the end, which was is just an individual error. They didn't really create a lot, Chelsea. And this is a, a Chelsea team that have scored quite a few goals this season. Um, and I just felt like, from a defensive point of view, we had them under control again. Um, which was just, you know, we've done that against Chelsea, against City and against United. And we've conceded one goal against those three teams and we've taken seven points. Like, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And you do also have to bear um, into consideration that Roden's making his his first start. It's like Chelsea away is his first start. He was brilliant. He was at, like, I thought he looked nervous in the first 10 minutes. He gave the ball away a couple of times and Werner scored that offside goal from, from him giving the ball away. But I think after that, that sort of snapped him into the match. Yeah. And then he was he was near enough faultless. You know, I just, 
I love seeing a centre off that's just going to head the ball for days. You know, that's why everyone loved Michael Dawson, right? Just putting their body on the line. And he did that. You know, he got the elbow, but he won a lot of headers and a lot of duels against Tammy Abraham. But I was just so surprised by how confident he was on the ball. Like he would just, he, he was going into midfield every time he got it. It was just, it was fantastic to watch. It was, there was a bit of play, I think, in the second half where he played a one-two with Kane. And he's like making a run, he's making a run beyond the centre forward. Are you thinking, cool, that's a, that's a confident player. Um, I, I thought he was a massive plus for us. Because um, I won't lie, I was nervous that it was going to be Dyer and Sanchez. Like I didn't yeah. expect Roden to play. And Dyer and Sanchez just, as a partnership does not work. doesn't give me any confidence at all. Um, so look, I, I was buzzing with it. Like, it's another clean sheet. We had that great chance at the end as well, didn't we, with Lacelso? And you just mm-hmm. think, oh, God, you know, if, if we'd have managed to take that and nicked it 1-0, that would have just been absolutely sensational result. But to, to come out of, of there with a 0-0, it's a ground that we lose at pretty much every season. Um, I think that'll be a massive point gained at the end of the year. And also, it's, we've denied Chelsea getting three points as well. And it's like, I do think that, you know, if we are going to be in the title race long term, and I'm still not sure yet, but if we are, it's going to be results like that where you don't lose that are going to end up being really important at the end of the season. So, look, I was really happy. It wasn't great to watch the last half an hour from either side, but I think that both managers were probably like at 65, 70 minutes, the draw's not a bad result, and they were both seemed to be quite happy with it, and which you can understand. Yeah. But, I, I, look, again, I think it's a it's another good, good away performance and a good performance against a, a top side. There were a fair few fans who were disappointed that we didn't win, which I understand, you know, and do you think that if we're going to be champions, that they're the sort of games we should go out and win rather than not lose? I think I think in a season where we have started so well, I feel, you know, if you, and it's more of a points tally, isn't it, really? We could have, if you looked at City, Chelsea and Arsenal, if you said you could win two of those games and lose one or you could draw two and win one you would t- obviously take the two wins and the loss wouldn't you um i know it doesn't mathematically work out like that in the league but do you you, you know what i mean, I from, mean yeah. from from a, from a, po- a point of view of uh, accumulating points within a season you know look look at leicester i think leicester have like they've won They've won six and lost four, and they're still up there. Do you know what I mean? They're still a threat in this title race. You can't rule them out. They've lost four mm. games. We've lost one. Um, so it's 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 one of those ones where I'm sort of thinking we should have really. I feel like we should have won it for the title. And and Jack alluded to it earlier on about being convinced that we're. You know, I'm not saying that. can we win the title. Of course we can, but are we really? Because we're first, we can't really think about that at this moment. And I, I love the coach at the moment saying it's just about going into games and trying to win them. It's not, yes, we are, we can be talked about after 10 games, but, you know, I think I think the, the next game we have is massive. I really do. I think it's a huge, huge statement to go out and beat, beat Arsenal. Asti, just to answer, just from my point of view, that question you asked about is... Is that the type of game that we should be winning? I think I said this maybe after about four or five games of this season, that I think 85 points wins you the league this year. I think mm-hmm. it's a low points tally this year. You know, I think we didn't we get 
86 or 87 in one of the seasons under Potts. So it's like, we've got point, we've got that kind of points tally before. I think that wins it this year. And I think that the side that ends up winning the league is the, is the team that doesn't lose many of the top head-to-head clashes and beats the rest. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those seasons. I don't, You know, like the last few seasons in the league, it's been like Liverpool and City, they'll beat everyone. And then it comes down to them head-to-head games. What happens there? I think that, that, that there's a lot of rubbish in the Premier League this year, but for some reason, the rubbish teams, I mean, it, it, it's because there's no fans and you know all the other stuff that's gone with lockdown, but there's a lot of shock results that aren't shocks anymore. And it's like, the, the, I know Arsenal sort of aren't in the mix with us at all, but there's no way Villa go to Arsenal and win 3-0. Like in a in a sixty thousand stadium, like that result doesn't happen. There's no way that Villa beat Liverpool seven two. Do you know what I mean? It's just that those kind of things just don't happen. So I think for us, it's just about being consistent. It's about getting draws when you can't win, um, and not losing the big head to head matches. And I think you know so far, you know that's what we've done. Really, we haven't we haven't we've dropped a few silly points in games. You think if we'd have beaten Newcastle and West Ham, we'd have four more with four points clear at the yeah, top. Man. It's well, like not losing as well is a massive confidence boost because it can go. Look, we play we play the debut centre back against top three team in the country at the moment, and we came out and controlled the game. They, I think we could carry on playing and it would be a draw. Maybe if we played for ten ten more hours, we'd score and they'd score the same amount of goals, but it would be very very tight for the whole the whole no time. I was very pleased. I wasn't. I was satisfied with a draw. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. The, I think that's the that's the description. It was like the whistle good point okay. it wasn't yeah. like up cheering you know that's a good point and i don't think that there's many teams that wouldn't take a draw at stamford bridge mm. like, like, yeah. like um, most sides that's going to be like that's a good point even for you yeah. know a liverpool city the last few seasons you know they might not take it before kickoff but a full time they'd be like it's not it's not a bad and point i would take four points from city and chelsea yeah. any day of the week exactly like you said all day every day exactly exactly um so we sort of we we had that game, didn't we? And then we had the Europa League last night, which was um, which brought us crashing back down to earth a little bit, didn't it? After the last couple of league results, so it was three all in the end. It was obviously it's obviously the B side, right? That that we played, and it's players that haven't really been playing too much in the Premier League that are featured in these Europa League games. Which is well, say that Sun started. I know it's because we didn't have a striker, but Sun started Doherty, you know. Hoiberg started, Bale and Dombele. That's, that's it wasn't four. a bad team, but I think that shows the strength and depth of our squad, doesn't it? Um, mm. But it was just, for me, that like watching that last night was like it was just a Tottenham in the Europa League away from home kind of game where it's like, it was never a free all, was it? Let's be honest. Like no. it, It's strange that it ended up finishing like that, but we looked quite shaky at the back, didn't we? I mean, we still looked pretty good going forward. I thought Sonny's goal was brilliant, really yeah. clinical. Um, the ball was brilliant. I heard a stat on Talksport earlier that Sun scored sixty percent of his chances this season. It's like he wants to to just take the piss out of you. It's like he heard you and he's just had a no. picture of you on his wall and on his <laughs> ceiling above his bed. And he, every time he wakes up, all he sees is your face and he's playing. He's got someone to translate it into Korean and it's just playing on his iPod the whole time. Yes. Was I wrong though with that? Obviously, no, because he's kicked on and he's uh, he's on another level this year, complete other level. Yeah. So. Thank you for translating. Sorry, I was going to say, I, I have to agree with you. He's just on this other level. But also, um, he's starting to get a lot more wiser to the Tangay and Dombele assist. Mm. 
he's getting he seems to know and I noticed this yesterday he he the minute Ndombele gets the ball it's like he wakes up um and you can see it straight away it's through the middle and Tange's trying to find him it looks so simple last night there that that that's yeah. it but it's 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 Sun and Ndombele kind of they've got they're in that sort of communication they're yeah. definitely on the 5G level now um and you can see it by the way i was going to say i actually quite liked some of the um last players i thought that they looked all right actually there's one of them i think egerstein yeah he looked all right i'm not saying he'd be all right for us but um they never stopped they never stopped trying yeah um and they could probably see i feel that after our Europa League defeat against um, what's the Belgian team, uh, Royal Royal Antwerp. Antwerp, well Royal Antwerp, and you had a, a, a kind of meltdown from the coach, and and he kind of when we lose when we shouldn't lose or we draw when we shouldn't draw, you see him say almost quite snidey things about the players not wanting to be playing in the Europa League. But I felt that um, he was slightly harsh last night because the, the team. It just kept trying, um, and I, th- I think that our players thought after the three, the third goal, that they probably realised how good they were, and they would, they would just, you know, accept that we're going to win, win it. But um, they just kept going, so um, I'm not that worried about that result, if that makes any sense. And there's been a slight meltdown. Looking on social media, you know, so and so wasn't good, and uh, you know, Doherty's rubbish. I think the main issue, and even Sanchez, I know there's been people that have sort of highlighted Sanchez. Yes, he's not, he's definitely, I don't want to see him anywhere near the team for Arsenal, but I don't think it's as, as bad as people are making out. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. I mean, there's a couple of points from me on, on the game. I think that one of the things that we've got to snap out of, I think, as, as, as fans is like, I know we only used a point last night, but like we should be demanding, the players should be demanding of themselves and each other like to be at 100% and to win every single game. And I just didn't, it's, I get that it's hard in the Europa League, right? If you're used to playing in the Champions League, which we are, it, it would be like you're playing a game of football where you don't, you don't particularly want to be there, but you do want to be there because it's still a game of football, right? But it'd be hard to motivate yourself for that at this point in the competition. But players should be able to do that like at any level. And I think that... That's why the likes of Hoiberg and Dyer and these guys are so essential for us because they do bring the tempo. Um, my worry, my worry last night was Joe Hart because I thought it, you know like two of the goals really should have been and, and and he made a good save in the first half where the player the striker went through one and one and he came out and, and blocked it, but he looked really shaky. Um, I agree. I agree. And I think Hart and Bale. I think Bale was slightly too. Relaxed. He is quite casual. I thought I thought Bale was quite casual um, last night. I'm a bit worried about him. I've been saying it for a few weeks now. Like what? He's not doing it. And like it's December now, and we've had him since September. Is it just we just keep him, just getting fit, getting fitter, getting fitter, and then it's the running is where it's key. I I think that 100% that it will be when we get to Feb March and he's at full capacity and he's flying. 
that that's when we'll see the best of him. It's still hard watching him because mm. when he gets the ball, I'm still like, just knock it past him and run. And it's yeah. like, he's not that, but it's like, that's what I know if Bale in the Spurs shirt, right? Yeah, I'm all right with it. Because obviously I haven't watched him. that leave you so quickly? Do you know what I mean? Like, look at Azza and look at, we know that his pace was kind of dwindling, but it never, it never really like, sort of left him like that he's been injured and he's been at Real Madrid but it wasn't to me it feels like it wasn't like that long ago that he was pla- he was playing for them but he's he's not and played football for 18 months consistently right it, 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 it'll come but he that's just not been his game anymore and I guess when you play against Real Madrid like every single team he, he would have been playing against would have been playing deep would have been playing two banks in front of him so it's just the running hasn't been his game for so long. Even for Wales, he hasn't been playing the running game. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I get that. But then, OK, look at Michael Owen, you know, sort of World Cup 98, France 98, Michael Owen versus come back from Real Madrid playing for Newcastle, Michael Owen. They're two different players, completely different players. One, you just hope it over the top, he get latches onto it and he, he just runs and scores. And then the other one is literally he had to change his game. He's, he became this fox in the box. It's the same um, with Torres as well, right? Because he got really badly injured. The one that we, Michael Owen, I remember them saying, because he, if you watch him, he runs on his heels. He doesn't run on his forefoot. And so his calf is always stretched more than normal people. And that's what ruined him. It's a bit like Martina Hingis and the trainers that she wore just ruined her career. He, um, his actual technique ruined him. Mm. Um just on bail though, the thing that the thing that's surprised me about last night is because obviously there was no centre forward. I really thought Bale would play through the middle. You know, like mm-hmm. he does for Wales, but he's obviously sticking him he's keeping him on the side for the minute. Um but I that surprised me a little bit. I was like, that's surely the game where he can sort of play the centre forward role, which he's been doing um for the national team for the last sort of couple of seasons. But it wasn't to be. But it was still good that, you know, we got the penalty and he's like, Give me the ball, I'll tuck yeah. that away. Like it's good for him to at least keep that ticking over. Um, there was the brilliant chance in the second half when he was through one and one, and you just think, oh, gosh, just he, shoot. It's like FIFA, you know, when you yes. can't, are you trying to overplay it? And then they yeah. clear it, and you think, what have I, I done? I don't think it was a bad pass. I think someone was a bit too far forward. Really? Uh, yeah. Because really? yeah, someone needs to be hanging back. I just to, should have buried that. I he should have buried it. I'm saying the pass. I, uh, he should have shot. Shock. I was in shock that he passed it. Yeah. I was like, like he's, he's in that channel. It's on his left foot. Open your body up. Put it. I was just like, that's a goal. It was shocked me trying to pass. But I think I'm not. I'm not worried about Bale at the moment because I think that back end of the season he'll come good. And at the minute, it's like with Son and Kane in the Premier League, it's like we don't even need him at the minute to be firing all cylinders. Like it's fine if if you know Kane was injured and Son was struggling or whatever, then there'd be a bit more pressure on him. But how bad um, is that? That we don't need Bale. No, I know. It's it's insane, because isn't it? The player who we sent out on loan to seven clubs and was just an academy prospect, and the player we almost sold back to Germany, are now the two best strikers in the world. Unbelievable. It's incredible. It? It's incredible. Um, anything can else? Can, I just the, game? That game was totally unacceptable. The defending was dreadful. We finished with, what, Oria playing at on the right wing to support Hoiberg because we were getting beaten down that side. Then Dyer, Sanchez, uh, who's... Tanganga and Davis all played and they still managed to score two during that. The Eggstein goal, brilliant. The Mom, 
Boko goal. Brilliant. Should never have happened. Mm. Um, and we only scored, we scored two penalties. We didn't create many chances. I thought it was a fairly disgraceful performance, really, all things considered. You know. It'll be one that goes under the radar, wouldn't it? Because we drew and we got the point we needed. It'll go under the radar a little bit, but it mm. was shaky. I, just also, just I, a quick one. Tanganga, he's been in the gym, hasn't he? He's a lump, isn't he? Christ, he looks absolutely huge. Like, like, oh. He had mixed grill. He's been down Coffee's mum and Hudson's house, he? He's had a lot, man. He looks like he's he's been definitely he's been in the gym. <laughs> I've got to say this about this. The two players, it was a disgraceful performance, but the two players that I feel can come out of it, you know, and they can they can walk away from that. A Sunny and Tanganga. I thought Tanganga was all right actually. I like so long I think that's great but the rest of them you know it's not just Bale we've we've obviously highlighted Bale because of because it's Bale but I think everybody else I, I don't see the point in playing Hoybier. I, I, I get the fact that we probably needed to and I don't know does anyone know why Winks didn't start that game after being so Mourinho got asked and he was just like he just said look you asked me about whenever someone doesn't play he just said it was all about choices he just had the choice not to so he's he didn't and it's like Winks might start against Arsenal at the weekend, and then the question will be, oh, why isn't this player playing? So it's like we've got a fully fit squad, but it's like there's always there's going to be people that miss out, isn't it? We're, we're in a lucky position at the minute where we don't have injuries. It's like normally you've maybe got three or four injuries, so somebody like Winks would probably be on the bench and then play. Um, but we're just in the position at the minute where we're we're quite fortunate with that. Um, but look, good news from on the Europa League front is that we're through in the group anyway. Um, we win our last game, we go for as group winners, which we should do because we're at home. Um, and then we see what happens in the draw for the Europa League. Um, at the weekend in the Premier League, it's just the small matter of Arsenal at home. The first, oh. fourth, first North London derby of the season, which is, you know, we were chatting before we started recording. We are just like, this is such a big game just for the fans more than anything else. Like, you, it will never, ever get bore, boring watching us beat Arsenal because we went so long where we were just we, we used to be really happy with a draw so it's like the fact that we're now so much better than them I think other than the, the last North London derby at the old White Hart Lane I, I think this is the most said this yesterday it's the most <laughs> game yeah. there's, there's so much like Arsenal if Arsenal lose 2-0 at the weekend nobody will say anything about that They'll just be like, yep, you'd expect Spurs to beat Arsenal by a couple of goals. Like, so the pressure is on us for this game. Um, if you take the emotion out and just look at the teams, we are, we, we're two or three goals better than them at least. But you can't take the emotion out of it because it's a North London derby. And it's like, it is a leveller. It really is. So you can never predict what's going to happen in this game. But the way the season's gone so far, you know, they've lost three games in a row at home. You know, against, was it Villa, Wolves and... Some I can't remember who the other side was like. They're, 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 Arsenal are terrible at the moment. Um, we're top of the league, you know. We're scoring goals for fun. Comfortable three points, right? I, I listen. Batter. It, it, I think it should be. I really do. I think that um, you've mentioned it all there, and we really, uh, not just us. I think the players need to relax. They've done so well so far that this game, you know, look at, look at, it's really weird. Once you do the head to head and you look at what they've done this season, um, they're going to have to go back to last season where they went on that run of beating 
beating teams like Man City and Liverpool in order to win win the FA Cup. Um, and they haven't done anything like that this season. They've beaten a United team that were, you know, at that point in time were in a bad place. And not because not because of them, because of us. We it was us that done the damage to United that, you know, for a few weeks they were still licking their wounds. I, d- I honestly think that this is a game that we need to relax about and, and kind of like, I'm not saying take it, be too relaxed, but the, the it's on them really to try and win a game. Um, they can't sit back and allow us to attack because if they do that with the likes of holding um, and I think Gabriel, you know, it's going to be curtains for them, especially if Kane is playing and it's not just the mind, you know, it's just mind games by Jose. Um, all of our players are going to be up for it. Jose's, um, sorry, Sonny's going to be up for it. Um, I, I would even, if Winks plays, I'm actually happy because I think that he's going to give his all on Sunday. I, I really do think that um, the other two midfielders are, are great, but Winks, for me, in a game like this, could be the, could be the difference. Is it too um, emotional? Is it too emotional for him, Don? Um, no, I really don't. I think if you partner him with Hoybier and Hoybier has got his job to do, and you say to Winks, you know, you you just go out there and and run your just run run yourself into the ground. I think you'd do that. Um, I know what you mean in terms of yeah, too emotional. Is he going to make mistakes? Yeah. I don't think. So. I think that I think he deserves. He played really well in the last Europa League game, and he probably deserved a big game to play in. I do think he de- he deserves that. Equally, I think that Ali deserves a start against them, but I'm not sure that Mate. he's going to go that far, Jose. But I do think that those two players are, you know, are well respected within our squad, and potentially at least one of them should start against Arsenal. I think I, I think just from a squad point of view, of you know, he he said. Oh, they might play. You know, Winks might play, or he was just obviously juggling it around. And he thought that that was the best case scenario by playing Hoybier. Well, I I think that he needs to he needs to start juggling things around, and I think Winks would be a great addition to to the starting eleven right. for Sunday. If he doesn't start, like Luis, Oria, Toby might even be back. Dyer, Reggie, Hoyberg. And Don Bele, Sissoko, Kane, Son, and then probably either Bergvine or Mora, I will be shocked. I couldn't see the midfield being anything other than Hoiberg, Sissoko, and Dombele. Mm. Just purely because it's Arsenal, you know, if you get about them, they hate it. They absolutely hate it. I get I get Don's point that you know what? I, I actually think Arsenal will massively sit back. I don't think that they'll try and play open expansive football whatsoever against us. I think they'll let us have the ball. They'll sit in their half and then they'll try and play with Aubameyang and Saka on the break. Um, mm. It could be a game. It could it could be a game that is more suited to Winks, but I couldn't see us not playing Hoybjerg, Sissoko and Ndombele just because that is such an aggressive base. And then Ndombele just in the front being able to pull the strings. Like I just think that that, that at the minute is, is the best midfield. And having Sissoko in there, if we're assuming we're going to have more of the ball, which I think we will, and Arsenal will sit back, that means that when we give it away in their half, Sissoko can just press them. Like We can get so high up the pitch and just really try and pin them in. Um, I can't see Arsenal 
playing the way they've been playing the last week. It would be suicide for them to come and play open, expansive football and and let us counter attack them. Like it would be madness if they, they will. We'll we'll score ten if they do that. But I'm looking at this team now. I, none of them get into our team. None of them get on our bench. Like, do you remember we? There were some people who were disappointed where William. We didn't get William. He's been dreadful. Yeah. But I'm looking at it. Saka, but again, in ASD though, you know. He has got a good record against us, though. Yeah. He has been dreadful. But again, and I, I, I've heard Arsenal fans, you know, I've got, a, I've got a mate who I used to work with, you know, he's an Arsenal fan, and, you know, form goes out the window, it's North London derby, all that rubbish. And, you know, to a certain degree, he's right, because Willian is one of those players that he's going to, he knows, he knows how good he is against us. And again, when he was at Chelsea, he would do absolutely nothing for a few games and then Spurs will come around and then he's a star player. So the tables have turned, right? Because before we'd go in and go like the form goes out the window, whatever had happened in the previous games wouldn't make any difference because we go in there, we might even win and then we go back to losing or this is, this is what we do as Tottenham. Right? If someone hasn't scored for 20 games, then they, they come and they score against us. So Aubameyang's probably going to get a hat trick. But what you've got to remember as well is, let's think back to when, you know, Arsenal were, the, were invincible and they were an incredible side and we were, let's face it, dreadful. You know, like if we finished in the top half, we were related yeah, yeah. at like 15, 20 years ago. But what you've got to remember about those games, they were so much better than us. We always made it difficult for them. Like, mm. I know we had a couple of three nils that we lost, but it was always a difficult game for them just because yeah. it's a derby and I think we'd be a little bit deluded in in just completely ignoring the fact that it is the derby and that they will be more pumped up and aggressive than, than normal. So it's not going to be an easy game whatsoever. Um, but I think if we if we were to start quick and if we got like a couple of goals up after like half an hour, then I think that that could be, it could be end up being a cricket score. But then the longer that game goes on at nil-nil, then the more nervous we get, right? Because that's what the expectation is. So I just think it's a case of, Keep playing the way we're playing. Keep it tight. Be aggressive with and without the ball. With Kane and Son up top. And Kane will 100% be playing. It's mind games from Jose. Uh, typical. Um, there's no way Kane... We've all seen Kane on the documentary. There's no way he's missing Arsenal at home. There's just, there's just no way that's happening. Um, thing, he, like, he, he, he basically played the Champions League final when he, shouldn't, when he was not fit. So it's like there's no way he's going to miss Arsenal if he's got a little knock. Um, so he'll definitely be there. He'll definitely be on the score sheet. I think it's that if he scores, he's scored the most goals in North London derbies as well. He'll That's break nuts, that. Isn't it? Um, yeah, so that'll be happening on Sunday because of like it's Kane against Arsenal. He scores. He always scores. Like, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah, it's. I can't wait. And then to see Keown and Wright and all of them. Like, do you remember? Like, it's not that long ago since we made Patrice Evra quit on air. Right, because of how badly we embarrassed Man United, and Gary Neville basically had a breakdown because we we embarrassed Man United away. I I'm as confident as I've ever been. I'm I'm perfectly willing to come back on here next week on Monday and eat my words, but I am very very confident. What's even if prediction? it's what's your prediction? Score prediction? Five one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, mate. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, you're making me believe. <laughs> what are you saying, Don? What are you, what's your what's your score prediction, Don? Wait, now that you said that, you know, I've got to be I've got to be positive, and I'm gonna go. 
it's Kane, isn't it? So three, three nil. Just three don't nil. want three nil. to headbutt him. Put him into hospital. I think I think one nil Spurs and Kane to score in the second half. It'll be cagey. It'll be cagey the whole way through. Mate, we'll score within three minutes. I still feel that I still feel Arsenal are a big team. And yeah. so I'm gonna give because they're a big team and because this season against the big teams we scored more goals. Obviously against Chelsea we didn't, but you know Again, City, we scored two. Um, I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three goals. I like that. I like what you said there, though. 5-1. I'm actually going to go on William Hill after we get off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and How good would it be, though, to just absolutely bury them? Like, because, uh, and I mean that like in the scoreline, because well, when we beat them 5-1 in that cup semi-final, but we've never buried them. Like, the last game of White Hot Lane should have been f- at least 3-0. Like, how good would it be to just, you know, beating 4 0, 5 1? Like, that would be so good. Go and watch the Man United 8, Arsenal 2 highlights, right? That's what I want because yeah. Arsenal, Van Persie scores an unbelievable goal for um, for them. But you can see their spirit just breaks. I think we broke Man United's spirits. I want to see their spirit break. Like, yeah. the only person who, who came out of that thinking he did all right was Chesney. If you watch it, Chesney thinks yeah. he's in Rooney's head. But Rooney is putting the ball wherever he wanted in that game. Free kicks, penalties, shots from outside the box. Ashley Young, Evers getting involved. That's what I want. I and want also Davis to Chesney. He conceded eight in that game. You've not played well. You've not. It doesn't <laughs> take a genius to tell a goalkeeper if you let eight in, you've not been your best day. No. Shall we do a quick quiz? Well, yeah. We, obviously, we're playing Marine FC at some point in the new in January, isn't it? Um, that's going to be amazing. That's like, going to be. There's a they, only play, they only play five five divisions higher than the level I play. That's nuts, isn't it? Five divisions higher. That is, is that, absolutely I'm, I'm crazy. I'm eighth tier, isn't that yeah. it? It's, that, it's crazy. Like, that's legit. Like, we used to know a guy called Michael, right, who played in the FA Cup. Yeah. Like, that's... that. That's close to that level. Like I was his boss, and it, oh, this no, is like, my, my, Mike's team, which was Staines Town. They're way better than the lot we're playing. <laughs> it's, like, it's, crazy. it's crazy. And um, there's a bit of me which hopes he puts Kane and Bale and Son on for five minutes at the end, just so these these people. Can well, what Potts did at um, Tramere, yeah. like seven nil up, and he put Kane on. <laughs> <laughs> just to say they played him and swapped shirts. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you know what, guys? I still feel like, yeah, you're right, but I, I do feel like we should even there should be an element of the academy involved. Yeah, of course, um, of course, of course. Definitely, that one of you know, whether it's Clark, whether it's White, or even Scarlet. I mean, yeah. actually, you know, I don't know if you talked about it in the last podcast, but Scarlet, I quite like him. You know, he's sixteen, isn't he? It's mad. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's like a starler or anything like that, but the two chances he had, I thought to myself, I know, I know. He's not shit himself. He, he, he looks like he could score a goal. Um, I'm sort of almost comparing him to to other strikers that we've had, and I thought he's not that bad. He's got pace. Um, he's definitely not strong enough at this at this stage because you can see that he got sort of buoyed off the ball on one of the chances, but. I'd like to see him play in that game. Yeah. I would I already would. rather have him up front than Vincent Janssen. Oh, I thought oh, you were yeah. going to say Vinny. I, I'd uh, rather have Dane Scarlett than Vincent Janssen and Soldado. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, move on. That's not fair. Let's do a quiz. So we're going to do the the can you name the team quiz a bit different this week, and that you're just going to name all of them. I'm not going to give you. I any think excitement. moving forward we should do it like that. Um, this is a so it's a Tottenham Arsenal one, right? Because the quiz mm. when we do this is always based on the the team that we're playing next. But I've gone back quite away for this one, um, which is going to make it slightly challenging. I've gone back to November 1999. Wow. Which was Tottenham 2, Arsenal 1 in the then FA Carlin Premier League. So, 4 4 2 formations because that's all anybody played. So, 1999, can you name the 11 players that started in the 2 1 win over Arsenal? This is annoying. This is irritating. All right. Uh, 1999. So, that's the year we won the Cup against Leicester. So I'm thinking, is uh, the Welsh fella, Simon Davis, playing? No. Uh, is Glasses... Campbell. Sorry, say that again. Is Campbell playing? Judas is at centre-half. Is he? Correct. Uh, Robinson in goal? No, way, way before. Sergei Rebroff. No, it's not a bad shout. There's no Sergei Rebroff. Um, no, it's Viking. No. English goalkeeper. He, he played for us for a long period in the late 90s, early 2000s. First name's Ian. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Um, let's go through. So right right back. So this, this guy, again, oh. was oh. Steve Carr. Steve Carr. Steve Carr, correct. Um, you've got Judas as the first centre-back. Um, second centre-half... It's quite difficult. He was in, he's English, uh, uh, never played for England, like shocking, absolutely dreadful centre-back. Is he, has he passed away? Is it that fella? No, uh, he hasn't passed away. This guy played in Ledley King's testimonial and took it so seriously. It was amazing to watch. Mm. Um, his surname begins with a P. Move on, we'll come back to it. Um, Let's let... not come back to it. Can we just name it? <laughs> All right, I'll name it now. The, the other centre-back was Chris... Perry. Oh, yeah. Do you know what the thing is? When I, I used to work uptown uh, for a publisher now, and um, <clears throat> it was in Fitzrovia, and I was in a pub, and he was the in there. And I, do you know what? It's really weird. He was, he, I don't know what he'd done that day, but we end up cornering him and asking him the most weirdest questions about <laughs> like, all, all the different sort of like dressing room stories. Started buying him pints and everything. Yeah, he's all right actually, Chris Perry. Really, really weird guy, but um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I digress. Such a um, great story. Just picturing you cornering Chris Perry in a pub. Seriously, I literally had four pints in my hand, and had to sort of stop and was like, "That's Chris Perry, you know? That's Chris Perry." He got released. He was with us for like three or four hours. Just kept buying him drinks. Like, Chris, Chris, you know, tell us about like. Tell us about Sol Campbell. Tell us about Ledley. Yeah, he was he's all right. He's a nice bloke. And also, Chris Perry's not getting recognised either, is he? Let's be honest. Right, so that, that's, that's good for him. Um, let's move on to left back. Uh, let's think about this. I feel like you, you should get this one. Tremazzani. <laughs> he was... Uh, he's passed away. He was the Leighton Orient manager. Oh, oh, Justin Edinburgh. Justin Edinburgh. 
the left back in that game. Right, um, let's move into midfield. Left hand side of midfield, probably the, the sexiest footballer. Ginola, Ginola, yeah. David on the left. Um, then our uh, central midfield. Sherwood. Tim Sherwood, who scored in that game, correct? Is there a Freund in there? No, you'll do well to get the other centre midfielder. I might just give you the answer to that one. It was Stephen Clements. Jeez. Oh. I don't think you'd have got that. Um, and right hand side, right hand side of midfield as well. This is a, was this, this was this Matty Etherington? No, this oh. guy was Norwegian. Oh, Leonardson. Leonardson. Leonardson on the right, and then centre forwards. I'm, I'm guessing Chris it was Armstrong. Chris Armstrong, correct? Celez. Nope. Everson. Stefan Everson. Stefan Everson, who also scored. Um, I'm getting flashbacks. Was that? Did we have a Kappa kit? Is that the stretchy Kappa kit? No, it's why it's before that. Is that Pony then? Do you reckon? I think that was just the team. Listen <laughs> 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 uh, to how bad this team is, though. It was Walker in goal, Carl Perry, Judas, Edinburgh, Leonardson, Sherwood, Clements, Ginola, Everson, Armstrong. That team beat Arsenal two one. And the like, Arsenal team at that time was was era. Do you know what I mean? Like that was like a, a prime Arsenal team. That so that's what I mean about let's not discard Sunday too much because results like that can happen. I reckon I could name more of that Arsenal team than the, just because of who it was. Like that back four was it like Keown, Bold, Adams, Dixon? You know, like these are legendary. Go on, see if you can see if you can do it. So goalkeeper Seaman. Yeah, right back. It's, it's either Dixon or. Dixon, Dixon, centre half. It should be Keown Adams. Yeah. Uh, I, I just said it, Keown Bold. No, Bold's not there. Oh, is he not? It's Keown and Adams at centre half. Dixon on the right back and then left back. Who's left back? Gilberto. Nigel. Oh, Winterburn. Winterburn. And then in the middle, I guess you've got Vieira who's just been sacked yeah. by Nice as manager. And then... Um, Parler, is he in there? Uh, no, he's not in there. Um, the other central midfielder was a, a Frenchman, World Cup winner. Scored the winner in the World Cup final. Like, unbelievable player. I just, all I can think of is Trezeguet. No, Petit. Petit, obviously. It was a brilliant player. Then right-hand side of midfield. Was the was the interim Arsenal manager for a little bit, not too long ago. Always dyed his hair red. Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. Um, left-hand side of midfield. Dutch. It wasn't Bergkamp. It was the other one, uh, Overmars. Yeah. Oh, and then Bergkamp, Henri. Not you, the other one. Um, and Bergkamp then up front was no Henri. It was Bergkamp and Carnu. Ah. I mean, but mm. ridiculous. It's like I, I reckon I could name the Man United team at that time. It's just because of they were the big teams. You saw them. Do you remember it was like ITV Wednesday night, the Champions League game? I mean, you you were young, Jack, but this was the only football I watched was match of the day on the Champions League games. And that's why you just got to know Arsenal and Man United way better than Tottenham at that I time. I was, I was six when we at that game. I might have even been at this game as well. Can I give time. you the BBC have got... Um, They've listed all the English players to score in the North London derby and they've given a little description. So can I give you the descriptions? Love it. Let's do it. Uh, or is it British? It might be British. British North London derby gold scorers. Uh, this forward started and ended his career in Scotland, but spent five years in London scoring his only two Premier League goals in this fixture. I think he's Arsenal. I've, I've not heard of him. What? When is this? Is this going back? 
It doesn't give me a year, but I'm assuming so. Do you want me just to give you the Tottenham ones? I'll just give you the Tottenham ones. Tottenham. All right, England forward who started at Euro 96, went on to win the treble with Man United and became the oldest. Uh, next one is former England midfielder who also played for Portsmouth, Birmingham, Wolves and Bournemouth. Anderson. Anderton. A midfielder who played for Brentford and QPR before returning to London from Sheffield Wednesday. I think he loved the cookies. Andy Reid. Oh, no, Andy Sinton. That's what uh, <laughs> um, Andy Reid loves the cookies. Andy Reid, sorry. Uh, a forward who played for Wrexham, Millwall and Crystal Palace before seven years with us. Chairman. Chris Armstrong. Armstrong. Oh, Palace, sorry, yeah. uh, Maverick, who retired at the age of 29 after playing for both North London clubs, his 40-yard volley is arguably one of the finest goals ever scored in this fixture. Um, he scored the volley in the 4-4. Oh, Bentley. Bentley. The, yeah. what, I'll tell you what threw me there was he retired at 29. That was what threw me in that. He, he does like restaurants and clubs now around Spain and yeah. FIFA and that. Uh, next one is known for scoring poachers goals. Former England reti- forwards retired in 2018 after starting his career at Ipswich in the early noughties. Darren Bent. Darren Bent, indeed. It, this is easy one. Box to box midfielder turned pundit who earned his stripes with Nottingham Forest and Newcastle. Yeah. Nippy winger. Who also, yeah. <laughs> Four times Champions League winner with Real Madrid. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. Prolific striker who recently scored his 150th Premier League goal. Harry Kane. Versatile international player who can operate in defence midfield. Joins his current team from Sporting Lisbon in 2014. Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. Midfielder from a famous football family who also played for West Ham and Southampton. This is going back a little bit. John Moncur. Paul Allen. Former midfielder who struggled to gain international caps for England despite winning the Premier League before playing in this fixture has since managed in North London and at Villa. It was Tim Sherwood. Sherwood. Skillful and creative midfielder who began his career at Bournemouth, later played for Liverpool and Southampton, and he's now an author. Creative midfielder. Oh, don't know that one. His mum's called Sandra. Oh, it was Harry. Oh, Jamie, sorry. <laughs> uh, currently playing in Scotland, this forward has also played in MLS and won 57 right. international caps. Defoe, an inspirational defender whose career was plagued by knee injuries. Ledley. An out of favour defender currently looking for a move away from London after spending time at Newcastle. Danny Rose. Danny Rose. A midfielder with a good range of passing who has also played for Derby and Hull. Tom Adelston. Uh, Jet Heald, fullback who has won the Premier League twice and earned over 50 international caps. Carl Walker. And the last one's easy. Yeah, midfielder who was named PFA Young Player of the Year in consecutive seasons, but is now struggling for game time. Delhi Ali. Delhi Ali. That's, That's good for the Arsenal ones. Some of them are some of them are, you would never get, but some of them, I think there's more Tottenham British scorers than there are Arsenal. In fact, there definitely are. There's only one, two. Yeah, are you talking Premier League here as well? Yeah, like, I think it's Premier not- League. Yeah. It's not that many. Like Arsenal don't have from an. I mean, Walcott will obviously, is obviously in Oxley Chamberlain might have nicked one maybe, but yeah. they don't have that many British attackers, do they? Like they haven't Arsenal for a while. Well, Ian Wright, I've got. I suppose uh, Ramsey would be on that list, wouldn't he? If we're Rambo, doing. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Gibbs is in there, but that is Ray Parler, but that's it. There's yeah, not, not many, many from them. Yeah. 
Um, I also had a brilliant trivia question on TalkSport the other night, which I can't remember the answer to, but this is just to take away and, and have a go. There are 10 British players that have scored a hat-trick in the Champions League. Can you name them? Oh, that so is good. We'll get, I'll, we'll, I'll get the answers for that and we can do that next week. So that's something to take away and a bit of homework for you all. That but brilliant cool. question. Great question. Yeah, yeah. But North London Derby Sunday... Oh, if we can beat them, beat them well, what a statement, what a day it will be. So fingers crossed for, for three points there. Um, ASD Don, pleasure as always chatting to you about all things Spurs. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Remember, whatever happens on Sunday, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.